Today we are going to continue our sermon series, Journey Inward and Journey Outward, Spiritual Formation and Ethical Action in Christian Life. Today we are going to explore our inheritance, our Christian inheritance, and that inheritance will be discussed in the context of prejudice. I want to start out by trying to discuss the issue of prejudice, but I want to tell you that covering the whole issue of prejudice in two sermons is absolutely, unequivocally impossible. Subject of prejudice can take years to discuss and perhaps understand. But I feel there is a real need to start that discussion. My goal today is to help us see how prejudicial views are residing within us, each of us. The next Sunday, we will deal with how to address prejudice in our nation and in the world. Some definitions before we begin. The word inheritance can be defined as the acquisition of a possession, condition, or trait from past generations. One's heritage. There are many definitions of prejudice, but here is an amalgamation of definitions that I have seen. Prejudice is an assumption or an opinion about someone simply based on the person's identification with a particular group. If someone is acting on their prejudices, they are prejudging, hence the word prejudice. As Mark Twain once said, I believe I have no prejudices whatsoever. All I need to know is that a man is a member of the human race, and that is bad enough for me. For example, a person might have a lot of preconceived ideas about someone who is a person of color, a certain ethnicity, a certain gender, or a certain sexual orientation. The same can be said about those who have different religions, a Muslim, a Jew, or a conservative or liberal Christian, or people who are poor, homeless, and live on the margins of society. Those preconceptions will allow those prejudgments to affect the way we view and treat others. Common features of prejudice include negative feelings, stereotypical beliefs, and a tendency to discriminate against the members of a group. In society, we cannot deny that there is often prejudice demonstrated toward the group I've mentions, mentioned and many, many others. While specific definitions of prejudice given by social scientists often differ, most agree that they involve prejudgments that are usually negative about the members of a group. Some like to think that we as Christians are immune from prejudice. Unfortunately, the history of Christianity proves that thought to be very incorrect. That history can also reveal how we have failed to follow our Christian heritage or inheritance. 
wars, persecutions, ethnic cleansing, slavery, and so many other examples reveal that failure. So just what is our Christian inheritance, our heritage? We can go far back in time to find instruction on how we are to act towards those that look differently than we do, act differently than others do, or have different beliefs that we do. As far back in history that we can go biblically is to find the book of Genesis and its very first chapter at Genesis 1, verses 26 through 27. It is stated, Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness. So God created humankind in his image, the image of God. He created them, male and female. He created them. Now the male and the female that God created are not of a particular religion. They are not of a particular skin color. They, Their own particular ethnicity is not even mentioned if they had one. For the Bible seems to stress that they are the mother and the father of all peoples, of all races, and all ethnicities. The humans God created are presented as non-ethnic and non-national because they represent all, all people. Now, jump ahead in time with me, some four to 6,000 years, to the time of Jesus. Jesus entered a world full of prejudice. He was a Jew, and Jews hated and despised those that were non-Jews, who they considered to be unclean, and they avoided avoided non-Jews at all costs. Those non-Jews were called Gentiles. Jews would not walk on the same side of the street as a Gentile. They would not have any business dealing with a Gentile. A Jew could not marry a woman or a man who is not Jewish. It is in these prejudice, in this prejudicial world that Jesus made the truly radical and very controversial statements we have come to know as part of our Christian heritage. In everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. For this is the law and the prophets. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Also significant is the observation that at Matthew 1, there is included several inter-ethnic people in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Tamar was a Canaanite, while Ruth was a Moabite. Uriah, of Bathsheba fame, was a Hittite. It needs to be pointed out that all these nations were sworn enemies of the Jews 
and vice versa. The point of mentioning these foreigners in the genealogy of Jesus is to highlight the mixed nature of the lineage of Jesus and that the message that he teaches and lives is for all peoples, no matter what their race, ethnicity, gender, or position in society. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, Jesus teaches that loving your neighbor as yourself means loving those, in particular, who are different than you are. That is his point in using the ethnically explosive Jews versus Samaritan situation for the background of his parable. At the time, the Judeans hated Samaritans and vice versa. And ethnic tensions between them were very, very high. Yet Jesus tells the story to a Judean audience with a Samaritan as the hero, clearly teaching his audience that loving one's neighbor meant crossing ethnic lines and caring for those who were different, even if they were there, even if they were there, your, even if they were your enemies. Our heritage can be further summed up in the words of Paul from today's second scriptural passage read by David. For in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ. If you look at these passages carefully and, and understand them, they come down to a basic concept. We are to have unlimited love for all people, no matter what their background. That is true because it is precisely the love that God has for all of us, all of us. The question now becomes, how are we doing in living our Christian inheritance? living the teachings of Jesus so that everyone who comes in contact with us knows that we are Christians and we take the tenets of our faith very seriously, that our love for others is unlimited. What I'm talking about today is how we can incorporate our heritage into our inner beings, into our hearts and very souls. And how we live our everyday lives. We have examined the way we inwardly think about people from other races, ethnic backgrounds, religions, genders, sexual orient orientations, or different socioeconomic status. Have we truly examined those issues? We may suppress the prejudices we have, but they are there nonetheless. There are some classic questions that can be asked to reveal inner prejudice. If you are interviewing people for a job and your final selection will be from someone who is black, Asian, Hispanic, or white, does their skin color, gender, or ethnic background play any role, even a slight one, in your selection? If it does, then your decision may be based on inner prejudicial 
views. If you are white and alone in an elevator and a man of color enters, are you uncomfortable? Do you make eye contact? Do you think you should say something but don't really know what to say? Or you just look at the floor of the elevator? You see racial violence on television. Do you think that because it is not in your neighborhood or your community or your state, that it's not your problem? If you drive by a homeless person living on a makeshift tent on a sidewalk, do you believe that that person has made a personal choice to live that way? In our everyday lives, are we acting as our Christian inheritance calls us to live? Are we showing to others, all others, the unlimited love God shows to us? These are tough questions, but questions we have to ask ourselves. Let us spend the next week looking at our thoughts and actions and ask the tough question, am I acting out of prejudice or out of love? I understand that developing this awareness takes practice and is an ongoing process. Let's see if we can begin by noticing what comes into our minds throughout the week ahead. What sorts of thoughts, when we really pay attention to them, run through our minds when we engage in interracial situations? Read a provocative article on how we should treat others. Or just watch the evening news. This isn't a test. There are no points for good thoughts and no deductions for bad thoughts. Instead, it is a practice of getting curious and understanding the ways that our minds have been absorbed by the world around us. Once we begin to understand our personal feelings about our own prejudices, then we can take action to deal with them through the unlimited love that God, through Jesus Christ, teaches us to do. And always remember that as we go through this period of self-reflection, let us keep our thoughts focused on the fact that there is no greater achievement in God's eyes than loving others with unlimited love. God's love. Let it be so. Amen.